Wanting to do the right thing as a parent is a good desire, but when you focus on trying to be the perfect mom or dad, well, that's a recipe for disappointment. And we're going to share how you can let go of perfectionism on today's episode. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting team. And Danny, uh, between you and your wife, Heather, who do you think has struggled more with trying to be the perfect parent? And before you speak, you're the guy with the degrees, the counseling, (laughs) you've got the knowledge base, but do you struggle more than her? I would say I think we each struggle, we both struggle with with our own versions of perfectionism, uh, right? She's more about the black and white moments need to be perfect, and and she wants to be the perfect mom. I've heard her say, uh, I'm just not doing it right, or I'm, I'm failing as a mom. And it's a black or white, pass or fail. Yeah. And for me, I've noticed sometimes the sneaking in of this fear of, of failing or this needing to gain approval through what I'm doing. And I, I notice that sometimes sneak in. And uh, we just have to be really aware of where perfectionism sneaks in because I think there's a route to pridefulness in there. And we don't need that. We, yeah. can just, we can just be imperfect because then love can come out. And it's a great reminder right now even talking about it that uh, I think we all have an ounce of, of struggle with perfectionism and and uh, certainly seen it in my own life. Mm, well, I can identify with the way you described it in your family. It's the same for Dina and me, I think. And uh, we're going to hear now from Gary Thomas, who spoke with Focus President Jim Daly about how he's wrestled with perfectionism as a dad. Gary, you also talk about parental guilt, and I think this is a place we need to spend a couple of minutes here because I think particularly moms have so much guilt about this not going right, that not going right. Um, Speak to guilt and the power, the negative power of guilt, and how does a person turn that into something more positive? A lot of the guilt comes from this desire, and I had it, I think, as much as anyone. I wanted to be the best dad in the whole world. My goal was that if my kids went to counseling as adults, they would only rave about how thoughtful and understanding and caring their father was, not trying to recover from it. Uh, And then you get into parenting and you realize, I don't have the patience I need. I don't have the wisdom I need. I think of the right thing to say two days later, but our kids have moved on to something else at that time. Uh, For me, I'm very much a morning person, and I would hear parents talk about having these loving conversations late into the night. And I'd think of my... Good night, bud. Love you. Uh, and turning off the light and just feeling like, who am I kidding? You You didn't tuck him in. You didn't do this right. But... Where I was freed from this was was a time with the Lord when I felt like I was trying to almost be a rival of God, trying to be almost like a God-like figure. Not that I would consciously say I could ever be God or be like God, but I wanted to have his wisdom. I wanted to have his patience. I wanted to have his understanding. And I realized I'm not the Messiah. (laughs) <laughs> that job has been taken and How it's been fulfilled very well. <laughs> well, it was just my repeated failures of that. Instead, I'm the messenger. And when I took on the role of John the Baptist instead of Jesus with my kids, parenting became a lot more fun huh. because I could use my weaknesses and say, kids, see, this is why we all need a Savior. And that's the, one of the real purposes of sacred parenting is that it's not like we've arrived spiritually, emotionally, and then are pulling your kids up to our level. It's like we're all rubbing shoulders, sinning against each other, asking for forgiveness, receiving God's grace, so that our kids see modeled not just good behavior, which I hope they see, and not just a worshipful attitude, which I hope they see, but also how do they deal with their sin? 
How do they confess it? How do they recognize it instead of run from it? And how do they ask for forgiveness? So for me, the joy of parenting was preserved by reminding myself I'm a messenger. I'm not the Messiah. Hmm. Well, I think that's such an important point for parents to grab onto. And I love the way you put that, Gary. Um, you think that guilt actually can lead us to some pretty powerful spiritual revelations even. I mean, in terms of learning lessons through guilt, it doesn't always feel that way when I just blew up at my kids or I just whatever. How does that work? One, we model to our kids our need for God's help. And the more our kids can learn the need for grace, that that's what life is lived out of, the more I think that they're going to be able to embrace that grace. The more that they can admit their sin, the more we can admit our sin, the more that we can grow out of our sin. And so we're modeling to our kids. See, I always thought when I was dealing with guilt that I have to model the highest and the best. Yeah. Here's what you're supposed to be. But as fallen people, we also have to model how do you handle your junk? How do you handle your sin? How do you handle the evil within you without just not covering it up? but confessing it and growing out of it. Well, Danny, following up on what Gary Thomas was saying there, how have you seen that when you apologize to your kids after you've done something wrong, that uh, creates something bigger in the relationship, something better? Yeah, it really opens up the door for uh, intimacy with your child as far as just being able to to go deeper into the relationship and open the door for love to exist where you require forgiveness. You're asking for a gift from your child. Hey, forgive me, I didn't get this right. And it allows for a child to see that, hey, my parents don't get it right either. And and it's not ever about controlling a behavior. Uh, it's about growing and we're growing as parents and it's opened up my conversation with my kids saying hey i'm still growing too and i think i'm going to be growing until i die <laughs> Hope so. and that's okay yeah. right that's the goal for us and one of the things that i've noticed uh is that it it drops the the need for approval from my child that it's i'm not having to gain approval from my parent that's an imperfect parent there that that has asked for forgiveness also has their own struggles and is dependent on a relationship with Christ. And many times when I've had those moments with my kids talking about an imperfect moment or a moment where I was super distracted and and focused on having to to do work a certain way and not as attuned or attentive as I, as I could have been, uh, I'm able to self-reflect and say, you know, I didn't get it quite right, and I want to get it right the next time. Mm. And so thank you for your patience. And it, it really shows that it's, it's a relational thing when we're imperfect, and that's important for them to see that, mm-hmm. that in relationship we can be imperfect, it requires our patience, and it requires our love together. That's really good. And it might be you're thinking, well, I heard Danny say, you know, forgive me to his kid, but I'm not sure how to do that. I don't know how to start because I've messed up so badly. Uh, you might need to contact our counseling department. You might find that helpful, and it'd be a privilege for us to chat with you. Uh, It's a free consultation of about 15, 20 minutes. They'll uh, talk with you, they'll uh, hear you out, and they'll point you to a path of a healthier relationship with your child. Uh, We're a phone call away. Just call 800, the letter A in the word family. Uh, Ask to schedule a free consultation with somebody on the counseling team. Again, 800 232-6459. 
and it might be that you need some ongoing help, uh, we can give a recommendation for somebody in your area. And so good, John, to highlight the counseling line. It's such a helpful. Well, you talked place to how many parents, parents, parents over oh, the yeah. years, right? You were on <laughs> many, that many call. parents, mm-hmm. and being able to free them from that guilt is so important. We uh, have written an article, "How to Handle Working Mom Guilt," and we'll link to that in the show notes. It really encourages moms to be able to let go of some of the guilt, especially if they're working, they're not as available. And that in the article, we talk about that. Yeah, that's excellent. We're going to link over to that in the show notes. So be sure to check out the article, How to Handle Working Mom Guilt. Also, what you heard from Gary Thomas today, uh, that heart is captured in his book, Sacred Parenting, How Raising Children Shapes Our Souls. And uh, we're going to offer that to you as our thank you gift when you make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge to Focus on the Family of any amount today. Donate today, request that book. The link is in the show notes. We'll hear more from Gary Thomas next time. He'll be uh, talking about uh, curiosity and your child's interests. On behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the back seat. It's tough to be a step ahead. In full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.